Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Back here for another edition of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. We are into early February here on the podcast, and we are going to do a fun little episode here on where a million bucks runs out the fastest. We'll put a link to this article in the show notes. But this will be a fun episode to kind of look at this article that was written just before. Uh, it was written in 2020. Uh, and we'll take a look at how it breaks down different states for uh, how far a million bucks will go. And uh, and this kind of is kind of a fun little exercise, especially for those folks who think, well, you know, I need a million dollars or I can't, you know, if I don't get to the million, I can't retire. Well, a million might not get it done in some places and it might be uh, it might be just fine in others. So that's the point of the conversation. Tony, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's tax season here. February always the coldest month for us. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of work. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I, I teed up on our previous podcast. We were going to get into the Secure Act yeah. uh, 2.0 passing there on December the 30th, I believe, uh, is when it went through of 22. Uh, we've still got some more stuff we're breaking down. We're going to talk about that probably on the next episode, next episode or two. So make sure you tune back in for all the changes there. Of course, as always, if you've heard some things about the Secure Act changes, uh, and you need to talk, make sure you reach out to Tony and have a conversation with he and his team just to make sure, especially around the concept of RMDs. We'll touch on that just real quick, Tony. One of the big takeaways, and there was a lot of stuff in the new Secure Act 2.0 changes, but uh, they moved the age for required minimum distributions to 73. Um, mm-hmm. The short of it is if you've already started taking RMDs, you're stuck taking them, so just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were turning 72, in 2023, sometime early this year, you can now wait until you're 73. So you do have a little reprieve. But again, please double check with your qualified professional before you take any action. And then we'll, we'll break down all the rest because eventually it's going to 75 and so yeah, on and so forth. Yeah, it's going to phased in. Yep. Yeah. So we'll talk about some more of the stuff on that. But I wanted to kind of share that with folks real quick. Um, all right. So let's talk about this fun article here. This was done by uh, who, who did this? Uh, well, CNBC uh, go put it out. But yeah, yeah, CNBC uh, put it out, but Go Banking did the analysis. Yeah, Go Banking did. Yeah. The, yeah, based off the U.S. The Department of Labor statistics, uh, this is a breakdown of where. And again, we'll put the link in there so you can kind of see the color coding. But how many years would a million dollars get you in retirement savings in certain states? Uh, I don't think the top three are really shocking. Uh, right. That are the worst for how long it's going to last, right? Uh, you could, I imagine anybody could interchange them and think, well, it's going to be Hawaii, New York, and California. And it is. Yep. <laughs> the top three are those. Hawaii with a whopping 11 years, Tony. So uh, if you got a million bucks and you want to retire in Hawaii, uh, if you if you got a longevity ahead of you, a million dollars is not going to do it. Not going to go very far. And I love Hawaii and I go there every five years and I would love to retire there. But w- well, you're going to need a lot of money. I need a lot. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to last that long. And I'd probably go crazy because it, yeah, I would go, you know, the island. But right. It it is interesting because I think, you know, that million dollars, we talked about it last uh, episode about, you know, that that's kind of that sweet spot everybody always kind of shoots for is I'm a millionaire and I'm I'm good now once I have a million. And I think if you read through this article, it really gives some eye opening things. It depends a lot on where you live and, you know, how far and how you live. Yeah. And how you live. Yeah. So, I do think that these top three on on the on the highest side uh, don't surprise me. I think some of the other ones 
that are especially like Alaska and then maybe the eastern. I, you know, I, I expected Alaska to be high too because you got to import. You? Yeah. A, you got to import a lot of stuff. That's right? true. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Um, so I mean. Yeah, it does uh, tend to be coastal, right? So when looking at this map, folks, if those of you don't decide not to check this out, we'll just kind of talk you through it. Um, basically, you know, most of the East Coast and the West Coast fall in that million dollars won't go so far category. Right. Uh, with, I, uh, what, I'm sorry, with uh, Vermont being the uh, the best of the the low side, the high side. At 18 yeah. years, a million dollars, if you're out in Vermont, uh, will last about 18 years, according to this. What, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, speaking of the coast and then Hawaii, you know, I always kid people saying, you know, that that's the fun tax, the sun tax. But, you know, that's where people like to flock to. Sure. And so, you know, a lot of population and, uh, you know, tends to drive prices up. And so there's some reality to that. I do want to jump to the other side because my infamous state, Iowa, is number five on the on the list of the lowest places or yeah. where the money will go the furthest. Almost 24 but years. Pretty good. Pretty good. But mo- notice most of those states, you know, you got, for those just listening, you got Oklahoma, Kansas, you know, Midwestern to Southern the heartland. Indiana. Yeah, the heartland, Tennessee, Arkansas. I mean, the the uh, best one, of course, but I, I, you know, I believe that's Mississippi, right? MS. Uh, is I that Mississippi or Missouri? Um, I think it is. I think it is Mississippi. Mo, Mo, that's right. Yeah, it is Mississippi. Yeah, you know, but Mississippi, you know, it's not a place that that I would think of of going. But I mean, it's a pretty good sized state. But I think the point of all this really is that depending on where you decide to retire, you know, it's it's going to last you a lot longer if you're just taking this million. Because I think they based this on yeah, the state's cost of living, expenses for housing. If you're going to take that money and live off of it, yeah you know, it's going to last you for quite a while. I mean, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see Georgia. So, so on the, so, so low down, right. Mm-hmm. If you will. So 24 years, basically for Georgia, which is a hugely populous state. Uh, Atlanta is a, you know, a massive city, obviously. Uh, and, yeah. and I imagine that states like that are probably interesting, Tony, because Atlanta probably is more expensive than Marietta, right? <laughs> Mar- yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know, the further in the in the um, the away from the metropolises you are in some of these states, probably the more affordable it goes. Uh, Michigan was on the lower part at at twenty three and a half years. Again, a pretty a pretty populous state. You know, a lot of heavy. Um, Metro centers, and then the states that aren't mentioned, they kind of fall into this range of nineteen to twenty three, twenty two ish, and that's states like Texas. Kind of surprising that Texas yes. falls into that kind of nineteen, that right around twenty years. That's where my North Carolina, where I'm at, falls into place. The Carolinas mm-hmm. both fall around twenty years. So uh, Texas kind of surprised me a little bit because so many people have been moving there. Now, granted, this is this is two years old. Uh, this uh, survey, and that doesn't probably take into account the inflation, obviously, that we saw happen uh, in yeah. the last you know year. But I, th- I think Texas, even though it's not you know the considered you know the, the beach towns and the states, but it is so large and there's so much massive cities. There. I mean, Houston yeah. and Dallas, or you know, just, yeah. just, San Antonio is not massive, but it's a lot of people, and you know, they're really San Antonio is a great place to visit. Uh, yeah. And live as well. If I have some friends there, so you know when you're looking at this kind of thing, you're kind of saying, okay, uh, I've got this you know retirement goal in mind, and we we talked I don't know probably a few months back about does it make it does it make sense to move to a state that's 
you know, maybe tax advantaged or that the cost yeah. of living, you know, if you live in New York, uh, you know, a lot of people move to Florida, right? So Florida falls in that yeah. mid category as well, folks, uh, that night around that 19, 20 year mark. That's, there's a huge reason why people move from New York to Florida and it's not just the cold. No, it's not. Cause I, I was down in Arizona golfing in uh, November and a guy who's lived there a long time saying, you know, they get they get a lot of Californians selling, you know, the, these massive real estate places, you know, and and taking a ton of cash and then moving to Arizona, which right. is, it's it's not on the lowest end of the spectrum. It's around that they're nineteen able to, years, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, banking a lot of money. The, the cost to live is less. It's still got the warmth, and yeah, you don't have the beaches. I think that makes a lot of sense. But I, I think another thing in this article for those that click on the link and read down CNBC has got a good little retirement planning tool and it's highlighted about halfway down that mm-hmm. really can just, you can click on it, punch in a few basic things. You don't even need to grab anything. You just right off the cuff and it's going to tell you how much you're going to need uh, in retirement. Now there's a lot more to it than that. That's when you need to get with your advisor and kind of figure out, well, I'm going to be well short. What do we do? But uh, it's an interesting little tool that most advisors, I mean, we, we have more complex things, but those are, you know, more inputs and more time. But I'd check that out if I were you. And of course, the biggest thing that stands out to me, which we recommend too, is it's right in about the middle of the article. It says most investors are recommended to save between 12 and 15% of their salary. Right. And yeah. many, many do not. You know, it's down around, well, I get the 4% because that's what my employer matches. Well, that's that's good. That's better than nothing, but you need to keep going. And it gives you some ideas there. Uh, in the article as well to, uh, you know, a couple of tips because. That's um, a great point, Tony. Yeah. That, that 12 to 15%, somebody hears that and goes, I can't, there's no way I can't survive, especially right now with the inflation we've all been dealing with. I can't survive on, on putting away 15% for retirement. What are you crazy? And I, and what I tell them, I I get a little sassy with them and say, Oh, you can do it. You just have to re-engineer what you're spending your money on. Right. And as Dave Ramsey's saying goes, I think in, in his book, you know, he says, you know, you have to live like no other. So someday you can live like no other, but you got to take that to heart. You have to put this first and then engineer the rest of your life. But we all, you know, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of people do the exact opposite. Right. They get their life all engineered. And well, I only got this much to say for retirement. So that's, that's all it gets. Um, yeah. No, that's some good points because it's, it's certainly interesting. Uh, you know, to figure out what it is that you need to do, how you need to do it. And, and a lot of it comes back to, we talk a lot on here, Tony, about X's and O's. And uh, you, you, you like to make the joke that sometimes, you know, it's easy for advisors to say, well, it kind of depends. And, and you don't get super, you know, specific because everybody's situation is different. So we try to play devil's advocate and kind of go a little bit each way. But the concept of, of how much you needed a, t- a total nest egg really does play into factor how you live and where you live. Because even if you're in the same area, so let's just, you know, go with a a lower state, you know, one of the states that was, uh, you know, let's say 23 years, you're in some place like Indiana, for example, or whatever. And, you know, if you're living in Indianapolis and you're going out and doing a lot of things and you're very active in your lifestyle, it's going to be completely different than if you live in Terre Haute and you do virtually nothing. You know, or you live in the middle of nowhere, you know, or even in my state here in North Carolina, living in Charlotte and doing a lot versus where I live in the country, it's completely different costs of living. So how you live and where you live plays a huge factor in how much you're going to need for retirement. It sure does. And I, I, 
I always, I'm going through it really right now with my own son because he's out in Denver and they're young. That's got pricey. married. Yeah. You know, very, very pricey. And they're actually all of a sudden look, you know, because, uh, you know, houses out there, I mean, for what, what they are making at the time. Right. Uh, boy, they, they just don't get much. And they're looking at them back here in the Midwest where they're both from. And they're scratching their head saying, boy, maybe Iowa or South Dakota, you know, somewhere a little closer to home in the Midwest uh, is going to, you know, our dollar is going to go a lot farther. And they're not even retired. I mean, they're 26, 27. They just turned 27. So it's not about just the retirees. It's about, you know, I'm not advocating moving and getting out of your state. I'm just saying, you know, uh, it's something to think about. Yeah, you definitely got to factor all these things in there. Um, And, you know. Depending on where you live, the snowbird thing certainly plays into a factor. Even people in Iowa, sure, sure right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kyrie's love to get out of here, yeah. Right. Like, oh, it's cold. You know, so think about that. And that's one of the reasons why Texas, uh, Florida, and yes. te- so Texas and Florida are in that kind of the same range on this particular article of around, right around 19, 20 years, uh, where Tennessee is around that 23 year mark. Uh, those three states have been very, very popular the last couple of years because of no income tax. Yes, and uh, and of course, and the temperatures, the weather, and then the uh, you know now this a million dollars, the length that that goes certainly makes it appealing. It does, and you know what, what Iowa's done because you know we're we're in retirees moving here, not that appealing, right? Or or even the ones that have been here all their lives, you know, and want to get out is Iowa's just passed a law saying that you know the retiree income. Yeah, with your Social Security and then uh, pensions and stuff is not taxable at the Iowa level. Oh, you know, okay. People here a little bit and some enticement, yeah, a little bit of enticement. You know, I mean, the weather, you know, is a is a big one as you get older, but uh, to the negative, I might add. Right, right. But it, you know, it all these states are trying to keep people and attract people, you know, for different reasons because. As we all know, I mean, I was going to get their money somehow. It's not income tax; it's somewhere else. And, but. and that's the thing, kind of, you know, if you were moving someplace like Tennessee just for the tax break, that's probably the wrong decision because exactly. they're going to get you, or Florida even, right? So yeah. you move to Florida, yeah. but just for the taxes, and you're like, well, okay, the sun's a bonus. It's still expensive to live, you know, and it's going to be more expensive to live in Miami than it is mm-hmm. to live in Gainesville, right? Right. So exactly. They're going to get you one way or the other. Local level salt taxes, as you know, they're called. Um, yeah, I, to, to your point about Colorado, a good friend of mine uh, moved from North Carolina to Colorado, and he's like, "Oh, some things are really great." And he's like, he couldn't believe what it did to his car insurance and just tagging his vehicle. He was like, oh, "Holy yeah. moly!" Yeah, you know. So and and that's the kind of stuff. I mean, that's direct cost of living stuff there. Exactly. You know where, and that affects uh, your total income outcome. It does, and that's the whole point of this article and. Uh, obviously, it's a slant a little more to retire there, but uh, you know it's it's something to think about. Yeah. I mean, the retirees have a little more to think about than just like somebody my son's age who's just working there. Yeah, but um, it is interesting. Well, and that's where a strategy and a plan comes into place. And of course, when you're putting that stuff together, you can strategize for some different things. You can say, you can sit down with your advisor, you can talk with your loved one and say, you know, where do you want to retire? And we say, oh, we don't want to live in Iowa. We do want to live in Florida or whatever. Well, you mm-hmm. can still, you know, work with Tony and start strategizing for that because Tony, you got clients all over the country. Do, so it's yeah. possible to go through and start calculating and planning. Um, instead of just winging it. You don't want to just wing this kind of thing. So it's a fun little article. Again, we'll link it into the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, we covered most of it here, but certainly ask yourself that question. Where do you want to retire? Yeah. Where and how do you want to live in retirement can go a long way towards getting that, uh, whatever that total number is or that total goal. And as Tony and I said on the prior podcast, 
really the the million dollars probably shouldn't be the concept. It should really probably be how much income do you need to afford yeah. the lifestyle you want. So as always, don't forget to subscribe to us on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Plan with the Tax Man. You can type that into the search box at any of those apps, or you can just find all the information you're looking for at yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com, where you can check out the uh, tools, tips, and resources Tony has on the website. Schedule some time to talk with he and his team and get started today. As I mentioned, he's a CFP, a CPA, and an EA with 27-plus years of experience. So great resource for you to tap into. If you need some help and you're not already working with him, reach out to Tony Morrow today. Tony, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Have yourself a great day, and uh, enjoy yourself. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. We'll see you next month. All right. We'll talk to you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.